Now batting for the Cubs corner, the host, Anthony Pasquale. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of the Cubs Corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and as always, this episode is brought to you by Coach's Bar and Grill. Our special guest today, I am very happy to announce, is the voice of all your happy Cubs memories. It's Pat Hughes. Thanks for joining us, Pat. Happy to be here, Anthony. I wish I was still working and covering the Cubs in the postseason, but uh, fate dictated otherwise. Yeah, we we all wish they were still playing. How do you think... um, or what do you think was the main reason that they're not in the playoffs this season? Well, they came close. Uh, I think injuries had something to do with it. I think uh, there were some guys that uh, just did not get the job done when the Cubs needed them to. Uh, the Cubs let too many late leads slip away all season long, and in particular late. But uh, they came close. It's not like the season was a disaster. It was a, it was a good season. It just was not a great season. In, in your opinion, what do you think is the number one need for fixing in this offseason heading into 2020? Well, Anthony, I'll tell you what. I'm a, I'm a broadcaster. I'm not a front office executive. And, and that question would be perfect for a Theo Epstein or somebody like that. And one thing I've learned over the years is try to not do other people's jobs. I don't try to manage. I don't try to play. I'm just a broadcaster. So that's really out of my area. So in terms of broadcasting then, how did you end up with the Cubs in your career? Well, I started in, uh, in college. Uh, I was a, uh, an athlete as a young man, and I played everything and read everything and watched everything and listened to all sporting events every single day. And uh, I thought it would be great to make a living in the world of sports. I wanted to be a player. But I was not quite good enough, and so I thought being a, a team broadcaster would be the next best thing. And here I am all these years later, and I still feel that's the same, uh, that's the same way I feel. I think that being a, a team broadcaster for a franchise as great as the Chicago Cubs is a, a wonderful way to go through life. So I, I started practicing uh, in college, practicing play-by-play and trying to polish up as much as I could and uh, when I got ready to send out audition tapes and demos I did and uh, one thing led to another I did minor league ball for a while I uh, did uh, major league ball for the first time in 1983 with the Minnesota Twins on television then I moved to Milwaukee on radio and after 12 years there I submitted an application and and a demo for the Cubs opening and I was hired out of, uh, I don't know, they tell me about 200 applicants, I guess. And that was back in November of 1995. And I've just finished my 24th year with the Cubs. What's been the best part of of coming to Wrigley Field every day, calling uh, the booth your office? I think part of what you just said, Anthony, is is the best part. Uh, Working at Wrigley, uh, having the Cubs fans for an audience. Uh, covering a winning team has been great fun. Uh, working with Ron Coomer lately has been wonderful. Ron Sato and I had 15 memorable years together. Um, just uh, being the voice of the Cubs is, is something that is um, beyond my wildest dreams, and I can't believe that I'm going to, if I stay healthy, next year will be a quarter of a century, and um, that's a long time in a, in a major market, but I've I've loved every minute of it, and and, uh, I'm just going to keep it going for as long as I can. What's been your greatest memory as a Cubs announcer? 
Easy. Game 7, 2016 World Series. The Cubs win the World Series. That was uh, by far the best moment that I've ever had in my career. And uh, it's one of the great moments of my life. It's right up there with uh, the the birth of both of my daughters and getting married and uh, anything else. But it was so special, not just for me, but because of what I knew that it meant to millions and millions of Cub fans all over the world. And, and so many Cubs fans were just waiting to hear those words pretty much all their lives. I wonder, was, was your World Series call like practiced or scripted in any way? No. Um, I, I tell people when they ask that, I say that on radio, maybe on television it's a little different, but on radio, you first of all have to be true to the final play. Now, if you plan out something... Um, and you have something clever to say, uh, let, let me paint two different pictures for you. One has the Cubs in Game 7 of the World Series leading 11 to nothing. Okay? The other picture has the Cubs hanging on, as they did in reality, to a one-run win and extra innings on the road. Those are two completely different game-ending feelings. So if you create something clever that you're going to say it might fit one of those scenarios but it might be entirely inappropriate for the other so i i was very proud that i just called the last play i did say to myself i don't want to be hysterical i want to be under control i want it to be a call that that i'm happy with whatever it is and uh but no i I think it's a a very dangerous thing to try to plan out something as a radio play-by-play announcer and just in general, how does it feel to say you were the guy who got to say the Chicago Cubs have won the World Series? Very cool, Anthony, because the last time it happened, uh, 1908, there was no games on the radio or television. So I was the first Cubs announcer ever to say those magical words. And uh, if you know anything about me, you know that I love the history of baseball and the history of baseball broadcasting. So because of that it was an extra special feeling for me but i'm very very proud of that yes so in in terms of of like broadcasting from game to game you've got yourself a couple of uh like go-to home run calls you've got the that ball's got a chance gone and then (laughs) they get out the tape measure long gone so where did those kind of come from for you they just kind of naturally evolved um the one with the you know that ball's got a chance what i'm actually doing i'm buying a second or so a ball is hit you see the outfielder go back you 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 can tell by the sound of the bat that the ball was hit really hard but in a windy place like wrigley sometimes you can be misled so i'm really buying an extra second or two as i say that ball's got a chance and i'm watching the outfielder i'm watching the ball and i'm seeing if it's going to hit off the wall or if it's indeed in the stands for a home run. So that's kind of where that began. I'm just I'm just buying an extra second or two before I tell the audience exactly what did happen on the play. And the other one, get out the tape measure. I, I think um, that just came out uh, a few times on a real long home run. It might have been with Sammy Sosa. It might have been with Derek Lee. I can't remember really where it originated, but I said it one time and I thought, I kind of like that, especially on a real long home run. Uh, it indicates that it was not just barely over the wall. It was long gone. 
So um, those are things that, that's another thing you can't really, um, you know, well, I guess maybe some guys do, but I, I can't really sit around and think about what would be a clever home run call. I think it comes after broadcasting hundreds and hundreds and then thousands and thousands of games. Um, I've done over 6,000 big league baseball games in my life. And, and once you've done, you know, a couple of thousand of them, you start to develop things and uh, you come up with ideas and some you like, some you don't like, and some you hold on to and some you, you discard. So there's no real magic to it. It's just sometimes it just happens. And if I were to ask you what's the most memorable home run you could think of, would you have an answer right away? Um, no. Uh, actually, I would not. As, as you said that, I, I let it filter for a, a couple of seconds. And uh, uh, no, I did call the 62nd home run of Mark McGuire, but it would have been much more special had I been a Cardinal announcer to call that one. Right. Um, I did the best I could, naturally, as you do on every single thing that you do. But um, there were some with Sammy that I thought were, you know, special homers, and, and I'd like to think they were decent calls. I think the uh, the two that I liked, or actually the one that I really liked, was late in the 98 season, Sosa and McGuire had this great home run chase. And that year, if you go back, Harry Carey had died during spring training in February. Jack Brickhouse had passed away the same year in August. And I knew both of those guys and they treated me great and I love those guys so I, I wanted to pay a tribute a tribute to both Harry Carey and Jack Brickhouse and I did on one of Sammy's home runs it was a uh, line drive over the wall in center at uh, County Stadium and I said uh, you know gone for a home run number 65 or whatever it was and then I said uh, holy cow and hey hey for Harry and Jack and I, I just I was I was happy that I did that. I didn't really plan it out, but I knew that both of those guys would have loved watching that Cubs season, and that was just my personal uh, tribute to both of them. And finally, what is some advice that you have for a young, aspiring broadcaster like myself? Practice. Get out and practice over and over and over. Not just one day. you got to do it almost every single day. Uh, it'll feel awkward at first. But take a recording device out to a high school baseball field or a high school basketball game or a, a, a junior league football contest and just start doing play-by-play. The more you do it, the more it'll feel comfortable, and then you can start to develop your style and and kind of polish things off, and uh, and then maybe you're ready to send out a demo as I was all those years ago. All right, and Pat, thank you so much for coming on the show. That's about all the time we have here today. You can check out this episode and future episodes on both Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and then, of course, the Cubs HQ website. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Pat. Anthony, my pleasure. Good luck to you, okay? Thank you, and thank you all for coming to the Cubs Corner.